an event 10 years in the making. Two Jeepers brought together by a single podcast. And it would create a lifelong obsession with beaver nuggets and bad cigars. The Jeep Talk Show event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park brought to you by Nexon Tires returns for another trip. Not again. The Jeep Talk Show takes over Hidden Falls June 4th and 5th. Come meet your favorite Jeep Talk Show hosts. See the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and enjoy some amazing off-road terrain. Did we mention you can get some free stickers, too? Oh, yeah, and I suppose you're going to say, you know, while you're in there. The second annual Jeep Talk Show Meet the Hosts event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in Marble Falls, Texas, June 4th and 5th. Yeah, I'll be there. Brought to you by the Nexon Tires Rodian MTX Mud Terrain Tire. Now, yeah, give me some of y'all. For more information, go to JeepTalkShow.com or follow the show on Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's where you guys have been hiding. NexonTireUSA.com. You know, if you love tires and who doesn't, check out Nexon Tire uh, USA Rodian MTXs. Sizes up to 37 inches. We here at the Jeep Talk Show love these tires for both on and off road. They look cool too. NexonTireUSA.com is one of our giveaway sponsors. A set of five tires has already been given away, and we'll be giving another set away this month. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in. Hey, don't forget to go out there and promote the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, Hashtag or pound, if you prefer, Jeep Talk Show and uh, hashtag giveaways. We want people to know about our giveaways. We just want people to know about the Jeep Talk Show. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Tammy? Wranglers, Wranglers, Wranglers. <laughs> Jeeps. Jeeps. Uh, one modification, red Jeeps. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Jeeper. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got a bone to pick with Consumer Reports. Let's see if it's just me or if they royally screwed up the review of this Jeep. Oh. A new Jeep plant just opened up on the grounds of a former high school, and that's actually a good thing. And I've even got a story about a Jeeper helping vets in a way you'd never thought possible. And stick around later in the show. I've got a must-have for all of you later Jeep owners. Howdy, it's Wendy. And don't forget, on Friday episodes, I do all kinds of things with newbie nuggets and se- sections and topics just for you guys. I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. Are you having a hard time with your zippers? I have some tips in Jeep life that will help you. I'm Tony, and since we've moved our weekly interview to Thursdays, I now have absolutely nothing to do for our Monday episodes. Now the monkey presses the button. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Took the monkey a minute to find the right button now, didn't it? (laughs) That'll all be edited (laughs) out in post. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, Consumer Reports, in my opinion, got it wrong. The Jeep Gladiator is arguably one of the best production vehicles that Jeep has ever made. I'm getting pissed off. I didn't know this was about Gladiators. Damn it. uh, Just wait. Just wait. But when the team at Consumer Reports took a closer look at the new Gladiator, there were three things that they didn't like about it. And I, for one, have several theories as to why, but we'll save that for a discussion behind closed doors to avoid things like libel and defamation of character and 
things like that. Now, according to the fun-hating team that reviewed the Gladiator, they have at least three major complaints. The first is poor handling. According to Consumer Reports, handling leaves a lot to be desired. They found the steering slow and lacking in feedback, apparently, explaining it takes a lot of elbow grease to turn the truck. Oh when they pushed God. the truck up on their test track, it kept control, but they described it as entirely out of its element. Duh! You don't say! You mean an <laughs> off-road-focused mid-size pickup truck that didn't perform like a sports car on the track? No! Well, somebody should write a sternly worded letter to the design teams at Jeep and tell them this truck needs to handle more like a luxury sport touring sedan. Cornering apparently isn't one of the Gladiator's good qualities either, even on the milder curves of the daily route. Thankfully, its stability control kept it from straying beyond the chosen lines. It also has minimal body roll, which did give it an edge over other pickup trucks in its segment. The rear axle also helps the Gladiator stay grounded even on rougher surfaces for a more confident driving experience. Yes, because it's a hybrid system pulled off of the Ram 1500 pickup truck and adapted for the Jeep. So in other words, it's a truck that handles like a truck. <gasps> Gee, shocking. Strike one for Consumer Reports. Their second issue was cabin noise. With no. the 2022 Jeep Gladiator, you can get a soft top or an optional removable hard top, just like you can with the Wrangler. But if you choose to go with an you know, open-air adventure, you can remove the doors, the top, and even fold down the windshield. The problem is, is all the wind noise in the cabin when traveling at highway speeds, even with the hard top still on. When driving at any speed over 50 miles per hour, they say the interior is very noisy. <laughs> the roof panels are thin and can't help keep the noises out. Jeez According Louise. to Consumer Reports, with the optional headliner, there's a small measure of noise reduction, but not enough to make a real difference. When they rented an Overland model, they found the wind noise was absolutely troublesome. They did note that the V6 engine doesn't sound obnoxious, and the road noise is low. Wait a minute. So, the cabin noise is high, but the road noise is low? That's a direct contradiction. And it is, is, I mean, as one is the same as the other. I mean, either way, Jeeps have always been a bit noisier than any other SUV, but that's part of their utilitarian draw, and they're built into the long-standing heritage of where the Jeep comes from. Do you think the soldiers in World War II gave two shits about how noisy the Jeep was or how well it cornered on the roads? Please. <laughs> Strike two, Consumer Reports. Now, rounding, rounding things out was a Consumer Reports' worst complaint yet. The third problem they had was with accessibility. According to Consumer Reports, there are no running boards to make entry into the truck easier. Well, <laughs> this is because such things are ridiculous <sighs> to have an off-road-inspired truck and would be entirely in the way and likely ripped off of the vehicle on the very first trail ride. There yep. are good reasons, both functionality, aesthetically, and practicality, that explain why this, again, mid-sized truck doesn't have a flight of stairs built into the side of it so that lazy columnists don't have to lift their foot off the ground any higher than what it would take to walk over a curb. This is by no means a bro-dozer and rides arguably lower than any full-size truck out on the market today, so I'm not sure where they're coming up with this crap. They are, by design, handles at each of the four doors to help you climb in if the tester bo testers bother to use the effort required to look around. Climbing into the rear was even more challenging for the feckless testers because the rear doors have a narrow opening, much like every other single vehicle on the road today, not to mention virtually every Jeep ever made. But common knowledge like this and any degree of common sense or use of logic of any kind apparently was not on site during this review. Oh, and as a side note, <laughs> Consumer Reports also made it a point to mention that, in their opinion, any woman should avoid 
trying to climb oh, the God. Your skirt. What? They said that? That's strike oh, three. good God. And Consumer Reports, you can F right off to the showers. Now, the testers also had mixed reviews about the Gladiator's interior, stating that once in the cab, the seats are initially soft, but they don't offer a lot of support for longer hauls. I personally rode in a Gladiator for the better part of a couple hours and even spent some time off-road in one, and as a six-foot-three man, three, six-foot-three-inch man of 200 pounds, I had no problem with ingress, egress, or comfort on or off-road. They complained about the seat adjustments and how it's unfair that only the driver's seat has lumbar adjustments, but I dare you to look at 90% of production cars on the road in the last 30 years, and you'll see that across at least a half a dozen automakers or more, the driver's seat is always equipped with more adjustability. They also complained about the back seats, claiming that they were flat and offered little support. Well, our friend of the show, Chris, was back there. He's even bigger than I am, and he had absolutely zero complaints and plenty of room. They complained that the driving position is compromised a bit because there's no left foot rest. There's also a claim that there was a friction from rubbing against the hinges of the door. Now, <laughs> last, what the I heck? Checked, last I checked, the hinges for every single effing gladiator that has ever been made are on the outside of the Jeep. So, just what the actual fudge was this tester doing to the Jeep to experience any degree of friction from the door hinges? All in all, Consumer Reports gave 2022 Jeep Gladiator oh, an OS of 38 out of 100. Wow. So, is it just me, or did no. they get this wrong? This I think yeah, somebody needs to be the rubber hose. That's just my opinion. From a from a gladiator. Of, the hose needs to be from a gladiator. Yes. Yeah. All of these reviewers, I've done a few of these stories similar, Josh, with like auto reviewers. All of yeah. these reviewers who review Jeeps need to understand what Jeep is all about they before need to, they even review it. They need to they loosen, be reviewing it. They need to loosen up their man bun before they do the review. Good God. Yeah. I'd like to Clear. see pictures of what these reviewers look like. Now, 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 guys. Now, listen. This is from Consumer Reports. No, this I, isn't from some, you know, you know, backwoods car publication. You know, uh, you know, from from you know, Eastern Europe or something like that. No, this is out of arguably one of America's most trusted yeah, sources. They're normally for, really good. Yeah. No, honestly, for for most anything. But this, I mean, they they couldn't have fallen farther from the mark, mm. and and their justifications for. Some of the downgrades of the Gladiator just absolutely makes no sense to me whatsoever. This so, is so when this episode comes out, I will be hashtagging and adding Consumer Reports. You need to listen to this article. And Josh, this isn't the first time you've you've read about the Consumer Reports getting it just wrong, having to do with Jeeps, they, right? They, yeah, they've they've done it before uh, as well. And I don't remember exactly which episode. Now that you bring it up, I'm just now remembering it that I I did uh, recall, and I think it was. It's been a couple of times. I don't times. think it was the Gladiator. I think no, it no, was. No. I think it was the the JLU, or maybe it was just the JKU. I, I I can't remember, but they did do another report on another Jeep in years past, and again there was a bunch of stuff that they got just wrong. Now. It, it wasn't as so grossly and blatantly obviously wrong as what these complaints are. I mean, like, you know, friction from the hinges, which are... Yeah, on what the is that supposed to mean anyway? Jeep? Well, it causes road noise. So that <laughs> might be that might dovetail right into the other part of it. It's a Jeep! <laughs> Sorry, so I, that's no excuse. I, I, I just, I, yeah. Uh, so if anybody out there uh, has any influence at all 
uh, with Consumer Reports or anybody who works from them, please, I would love to interview anybody oh. from the company and, and oh, ask yeah. some really hard questions because uh, I, I honestly think that this deserves some da some daylight because I, I'm calling bullshit seven ways from Sunday. So uh, this is a call to Chris, our guest acquisition uh, I am volun that volunteer. Right we would love to have uh, somebody specifically whoever came up with this uh, BS report on the yeah. Gladiator on our uh, roundtable question and answer uh, show. <laughs> on the roundtable. That would be epic. Show. I bet Ooh. you Josh would show up for that one. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'll be on time. You, this is there a link? I'll be on time. <laughs> so as I, I stated or alluded to earlier, uh, Jeep is going to be opening up or has actually opened up a, uh, a new plant on the grounds of a high school. The coronavirus pandemic delayed its grand opening, but on Thursday, Dakota Integrated Systems, a major supplier to Chrysler parent Stellantis Detroit assembly plants, got to showcase its 375,000 square foot facility on the site of Detroit's former Kettering High School. A large blue letter K, a restored symbol of the former school, connects the location to its past life and the surrounding neighborhood while providing a recognizable landmark for the location on the city's east side. Just a short drive uh, south on Van Dyke from Interstate 94. Now, on the site of a high school that had been abandoned for a decade, this facility is now employing more than 500 people in good United Auto Worker jobs. The workers themselves, many of whom are Detroiters, will be building the instrument panels that will be installed in the Jeep Grand Cherokee and Dodge Durango, which are assembled as Stellantis' Mack and Jefferson North plants. Now, a news release noted that Dakota, which has 14 plants in total right now, plans to add 75 more jobs to its workforce in the coming months. Dakota's founder, chair, and CEO noted, however, that the Kettering site does have the ability to expand and could add as many more as 700 more jobs wow. if conditions are right. This wow. is going to be a big, big boon to the local area and will usher in a new level of production capability and support for the two Jeep assembly plants nearby. I'm just glad they finally learned their lesson about uh, building on ancient uh, Indian burial ground. That was not <laughs> yeah. a good situation. So high schools is a much better idea. I'm I'm kind of surprised though that uh, that you know there was well no I can't say that I was going to say I, I I'm kind of surprised that a high school was a, left abandoned for ten years. But you know we've got you know just record numbers of people pulling their kids out of public schools right now for a number of very good reasons. Uh, and so, I mean, but this has been, uh, this, this Some high school of them health related. Been, well, so this, this particular high school had been vacant for 10 years, a lot longer than, uh, you know, yeah, I would say current yeah. events had been going on for. So, uh, you know, why that school was, uh, was abandoned or I, I should say vacant for that long. I don't know. Maybe it was just really, really old. Uh, it does not look like anything left of that high school is still standing other than the old K, uh, from, uh, you know, from the old high school. Uh, there to uh, you know mark the site as it were. Hey, that image that you have in the show notes that we'll have in the uh, the show notes for this episode, episode six oh seven. Uh, I saw that big blue K, and I thought Kmart was coming back. That's what it looks you know? like. <laughs> yeah, it does exactly. Blue light special. Oh, yeah, dude, no, dude, that's dude. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that, that's a good one, Tony. No, I, I really I don't. I'm not sure exactly uh, what they did to build this facility. You know how much ground was moved. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's a brand spanking new it facility, does. honestly. Uh, so, and I and I really, I mean, a tip of the cap to you know whoever was involved in making sure that the old high school grounds got a little, you know, tip of the cap as it were, uh, and, and got to at least stand still 
in, in perpetuity as, as this plant moves on into a new generation. So really cool story nonetheless. And uh, it's, you know, supporting Jeep and, and, uh, and the manufacturing of Jeep. So it's all, all good in my book. So I think we're going to see more of these things happening as time progresses. Uh, the, uh, the, the pandemic taught a lot of people that you don't have to be in a facility to get work done. So certainly manufacturing places like this are going to need to have a, a facility. So these type of businesses are going to be moving into what was uh, once used for uh, people collection areas like, you know, uh, that, well, that sounded uh, very uh, ominous, but I mean, like where people would go. Soil and green is people. <laughs> people is. would, would go to congregate <laughs> for school or work or something. Uh, school can be done from home. Uh, much of much work uh, that we have can be done from home. Uh, this, well, no, but, but this type of industry can can actually go in and use these facilities as they become vacant. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you, you know, you, you can't you can't remotely make uh, instrument panels, but at the same time, you know, this is possibly something that had been previously outsourced to you know something in Indonesia or China or you know God knows where, and now this is coming back home to U.S. jobs, U.S. source work, and and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, big hats off to whoever who who made this happen, and obviously, this is going to be a big support for for the local Jeep uh, Jeep manufacturing. Uh, plants, you know, the the assembly plants rather, uh, they're going to be able to churn jeeps out faster now that they're not having to wait longer or uh, have to source these components from farther away. Well, if they're you can't just, get the parts well, from overseas, you got to do something, right? Uh, that's right. Well, I mean, this kind of falls in line with uh, the other stuff that Stellantis is doing with making battery plants. Um, the, I think they're opening up seven total. They do. They're building. They're breaking ground. I think as we speak, uh, with the first one in Canada, right across the river. Uh, and, uh, and that's going to be supplying Jeep plants, but then they've got like at least five or six more, uh, in North America that are planned here in the coming years. So, I mean, they're, Stellantis is making big, big moves. Stellantis is, is Jeep's parent company and, and they're really being, uh, uh focused right now on, on production capabilities. Uh, I think something is in the works, so we just don't know what yet. It actually should be the other way around. Jeep should be the parent company. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. Well, this is a, uh, a story of an amazing Jeeper doing amazing things with a very, very amazingly modified Jeep. Now, out of hundreds of nominees, a Cumberland County woman's work with area veterans secure, secured her a spot among dozens of other volunteers in the state to be recognized by Governor Roy Cooper recently. Since 2005, this woman, Stacy Buckner, has been providing mobile showers, food, and toiletries to Cumberland County's homeless veterans through her specially equipped Jeep Wrangler and her nonprofit organization known as Off-Road Outreach. The Jeep is a heavily modified four-door Wrangler that has a pop-out mobile shower stall and an onboard hot water heater and storage tank. And of course, it has all the off-road goodies too. Lift, tires, armor, lighting, winch, you name it. Now, Buckner was named a recipient of the Governor's Medallion Award for Volunteer Service during an April 20th virtual ceremony hosted by the Volunteer NC Commission. According to the Commission, only one medallion nomination is permitted per county. A statewide panel reviews all the nominations. Buckner said that she, was, she wants to share the award with all who have volunteered in Cumberland County and those who continue to serve. Governor Roy Cooper said all the volunteers have, quote, gone above and beyond to help their communities. Stacy Buckner, in particular, is living out our state motto, he said. Esse quam videre, which means to be rather than to seem. Despite having a stroke a few years ago that left her with a traumatic brain injury, Buckner has not let that stop her from helping thousands of veterans each and every year. It's amazing. I, I mean, what, what an amazing amount of work that she's doing in helping the veterans. 
and I'm glad still she's even being after, recognized after a traumatic brain injury of having a stroke yeah. still out there making stuff happen i mean just I know. absolutely incredible amazing story got me right in the feels so uh we're actually behind the scenes uh working on tr going to try and get her on the show for an interview uh we're gonna see if that's possible or at least somebody from uh from her organization so we're gonna be hearing hopefully a little more in in-depth details about uh about this jeep about her organization and what she does so can i just raise my hand and talk here for a second <laughs> uh, jump in I'm tammy like, what you got moving uh, on um <laughs> i know her i met her um really? She and Mike Heath with True Patriot. They oh, came out to Colorado. Right yeah. Remember they did that True Patriot? I think you guys interviewed Mike oh, on yeah. the show. He's been on a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I met Stacy and um, the other lady. I can't remember her name. She had the Grinch Jeep. Anyway, I follow her on Facebook and Instagram so I can reach out and have her give Chris a call. But they are... That was a wonderful organization. She does so many amazing things. And this, she's just a really, really, really wonderful lady. And um, I'm so honored to have met her. God, yeah, way cool. God way bless cool. her. And what's your excuse for not taking a, uh, taking a class? You're afraid exactly. you're going to be made fun of? So <laughs> this lady is, I mean, she's gone through a lot and she's uh, using it to help people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely cool. I hope we are, are going to have a chance to uh, uh, to get Buckner here on the show. Uh, and if she's listening out there, Stacy, we're coming for you. <laughs> I'm messaging her right now. That's cool. That's cool. In all seriousness, no, if you have a news tip out there, Jeeper, uh, you've seen a headline that uh, we haven't reported on, or you think you've got a response to any one of our stories that's worth sharing, well, by all means, anything you got to say, be sure to let us know. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the different ways that you can interact with the show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for free for, I don't know, years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit so the toe tags uh, that people have ordered here recently have gone out you should be receiving those actually you may have received them by the time you're uh, listening to this episode uh my uh, my lovely wife has uh, stepped in and uh, kicked my ass out of the shipping uh, position because i don't do it and uh, shipped out everything so if you've made an order uh even recently those uh, those have all been shipped out and uh, please remember, when you start using those uh, those toe tags with those nasty, dirty rats attached to them, we got to see pictures uh, of it on oh, social yeah. media, hashtag Jeep Talk Show, hashtag giveaways, uh, hashtag Rat Bastard if you like, but uh, definitely use the hashtag Jeep Talk Show I'm on your like post. One guy like really going you know, all out, getting those pictures and even some videos and stuff. I think that was Mike Zen, and then it's yep. just like... I think he mm -hmm. set the bar too high. Yeah, he <laughs> like, did actually. Like, I think oh, he geez, did. Jeez, man, I can't. I can't live up to that. But seriously, right. I mean, we we've sent out hundreds of these things, and I think we've only seen a handful of pictures and videos. So, all of our infectious agents out there, you are slacking. All of our soon-to-be infectious agents out there who are about to get their uh, their toe tags, get your rats, get them out there, get them on jeeps, and get those pictures into us. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it. People really find it funny, and uh, they're all used to the the duck duck jeep thing. And then when they see somebody come along with the uh, hell is inf- this infection and dirty rats, and they're just like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. So it's like I, it's like I say, we're the uh, the the show with a bad attitude. <laughs> it always cracks me up. I crack myself up. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And as many of you know, I drive a 1996 Jeep Cherokee. And I want to take a second to explain where the word Cherokee originated from. It's an old Indian word from the Slapaho tribe. And there's no English translation for the word Cherokee, but it loosely means he who drives a shitbox. But that's not what I'm calling. I'm calling to ask, at what age is it appropriate tell my dog Sir Craps a lot that he's adopted asking for a friend alright boys and girls I'll chat you later have a good one bye that dog has to be like 17 years old by now I'm clean as a whistle <laughs> you must have needed this every day It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. You know, all the new off-roading vehicles on the market today come with all sorts of fancy little party tricks they can do with the unprecedented level of computerization that is incorporated into these machines. Now, while some are a little silly, like the Hummer EV's Watts to Freedom Launch Control, please, uh, others are legitimately (laughs) useful. Now, think about that same vehicle's crab walk function or Rivian's tank turn. Now, while not quite on the same level, Ford decided to do something similar, and uh, and they baked into the Bronco something called the Trail Turn Assist, which allows the truck to pull some rather tight 180-degree turns. That left the Jeep Wrangler to pretty much fend for itself. Well, thanks to a plug-and-play accessory, though, owners of modern Wranglers and Gladiators can now have something similar even long after leaving the factory or showroom floor. Aftermarket performance company Z Automotive designed the Taser Mini as a simple solution to make JL Wranglers and JT Gladiators even more customizable than they already are. The tiny dongle enables owners to quickly tweak software features on their vehicle, all while being updatable to add more functionality later on. The latest round of updates includes a new quirk that allows for quick turns just like the Ford Bronco. Jeep owners with the Taser installed can enable the feature by using buttons on their truck's steering wheel. When active, it uses the factory anti-lock brake control to actually lock the inside rear wheel to drag the tire and create a significantly tighter turning radius. The functionality of this has been confirmed by many online, including YouTubers and forum users. However, I need to warn anybody listening to this that this particular feature of the Taser Mini should be used extremely sparingly, all in the name of trail etiquette. Now, dragging the inside tire of your Jeep as you go around a tree or obstacle could easily result in a huge rut being made in the soft earth. Obviously, if you're on rocks or sand, this would be less, less of a concern, but still, you need to pay attention and tread lightly. Now, there's also the fact that there may be issues with your warranty for those who worry about the dealer denying service due to potential misuse or abuse of the vehicle. We've talked about some stories here on the show of Jeepers being denied service under warranty because of nothing more than mud. Now, I'm sure it could also be argued that this little party trick alone might be worth the $329 price tag for the device to at least some of you Jeep owners out there, even if you don't count in all the other dozens of tricks the Taser can do. 
Now, if you do already have a taser, like Tony does, for instance, and this feature isn't enabled or available in your menu of options, well, you probably just need to update the firmware in the device. And there are plenty of videos online that can show you how to do this. Tony himself, as I said, has one of these and absolutely loves it, as do several, several of our listeners who claim that this device is a necessity for anybody owning a 2019 or newer Jeep Wrangler or Gladiator. I primarily got it just because I knew I was going to be changing tire size, and I knew that uh, I could, uh, on the fly, uh, adjust the tire size, which I did driving 50 feet after they installed them, pulled into a parking lot next to a Discount uh, Auto after they mounted the uh, Nexon uh, Rodian MTXs on my uh, 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, and uh, just quickly uh, changed that to 34 point whatever it is. And uh, and continued on my way. I had it changed uh, almost instantly. It's like like Josh read. It's just something that you just do right there with the uh, the buttons on your steering wheel and the uh, the, dis- the display in the center of your dash. So not Tony, the, did not you the know about out. did you know about all the other features that the Taser Mini could do? Like you know the rock crawl and the winch mode and you know all that yep. other kind of stuff. Yep. I've got it set. the The RPM uh, winch uh, RPM is set up a little bit. I forget how to. Uh, enable it it's funny i was uh you know i was hooking up those uh, those tail lights that are in the uh um uh, moto built uh, uh, crusher bumper i finally was wiring those things up and i went in there to press the button on the aux panel that's in the uh, in the gladiator and uh the the, the little lights would not light up oh I, I didn't know why and i tried others and none of them would come on then i went into the uconnect to see if i needed to do something as far as setup. Uh, on the aux, uh, the aux switches, and I couldn't get to the the what it wasn't on the display. I reset the uh, Uconnect radio and tried various things, and I went, wait a minute, and got into the uh, <laughs> into the Taser and started going through there, and I went, oh, I wonder what this aux off means. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> so I was thumbing through there several months ago, I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah, I went, Ox, like, Ox what the hell is that? that? Uh, yeah, let's turn that, <laughs> that off. That needs to be yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> Turned it on. Uh, it's it's there on Uconnect. And, uh, and now the, it's working. And the button works just fine to the, the, the displeasure of several people on the road. <laughs> well, Josh, I want to thank you for this uh, must-have because I think I pretty well knew what a mini taser was when you guys talked about it with different things. But having read, having read this and then seeing what some of the live functions do, I fully now understand what it is. So thank you for sharing that because that was good. Don Alexander has one of these for his uh, JL, doesn't he? I'm not sure. Oh, he needs to get one. He will after listening to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm. Uh, I wasn't in part of that build, so I'm not sure. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm. He's got all kinds of buttons and stuff. He yeah. might. Yeah. He might have it. So, I, I yeah. think it's an important thing to have. I don't like the price tag, but after getting it, I'm really happy because things that you have to take the take your vehicle to the the uh, dealership to have done, you just mm-hmm. do right do there. Yourself. Turn yeah. the turn the logs really uh, switches off and. <laughs> All by yourself and confuse yourself no, every, months later when you try to use them. Everybody who yeah. I've talked to uh, who is running one of these says it, it's an invaluable tool. Uh, it, it really helps open up a lot of the customization uh, of the vehicle. Now, I mean, obviously, if you're jumping from like a uh, a 90s vehicle into a into a you know 20s vehicle here, uh, there's going to be a massive you know culture shock as far as all of the different settings and features that the Jeep just itself comes with with through the UConnect mm-hmm. system. Uh, oh, and then having the Taser Mini uh, thrown into the system as well just opens that door even further. Uh, and so you'll end up, you know, 
spending hours in the driveway or the garage just dinking and toying with settings and stuff like that. Tony, I mean, how many hours have you spent using your your Taser Mini just going through uh, uh, setting stuff up and, and, and tweaking controls and stuff like that? It's actually not that bad, and, and you do use the display, but some of the, the words and stuff they use are rather short, and you may have to look them up, like AUX, for example. AUX what? I mean, uh, and I can't even remember what menu system it was in. I, I honestly would have thought that that was something about an input into the stereo or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it, it's like, oh well, I don't, I don't have a CD changer or you know a satellite radio, uh, you know something like that. Then I, I'm just going to go ahead and turn that off. But I mean, I tried it. I had to do a reboot, uh, so to, you know, kind of flash it as permanent. Which yeah. uh, the reboot takes about, uh, I think that it's it's a, a, around a minute and a half, which is a long oh, time. Well, it's a long time to wait when you're figuring out all the work you did is going to work or not. If that was the right True. aux. Uh, but uh, I actually thought about pulling the uh, pulling the the Taser Mini because if you guys don't know, you you plug it in and it remains there. If you want to have the features that uh, all the time to make changes, it has to stay uh, plugged yeah. in. And anyway, I, I thought about uh, pulling that out of there and take it in the house and hook it up to the laptop and getting the latest firmware. And if had I done that, I would have uh, seen this little nice little modification. So I can hear all the flatty guys right now. Their heads are exploding. Oh, they're jealous. <laughs> I understand. No. So they're like, so is, no. So is this ruining. just, is this for newer Jeeps only, Josh, or does it go yeah, back a certain yeah, year? Just, uh, well, I, I believe that the company does make multiple modules for different vehicles. Uh, I highlighted this one specifically for this feature. Uh, and, and, and the link that we have in the show notes for this episode, uh, where you can get one for yourself. Uh, is specifically for the JL and the JT only. Uh, and so you'll have to do a little bit of homework to see if they've got one for uh, for the whatever vehicle that you're looking for. Yeah, those flatty guys are pretty hardcore. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, uh, th- I've said for, for years now that the Jeeps, uh, the modern day Jeeps have become a little bit too cumbersome. There's just too much that I don't believe is is necessary. Now, there, there, all this, all these features and all this electrification, everything is, is is sort of incorporated to be competitive with what what else is on the market to compete with the other vehicles in that segment. Um, but if you ask me, I mean, you, you know, take ninety percent of that stuff out, and the Jeep can still do what the Jeep was designed to do. Uh, you don't need all that other fancy stuff, and and you know, all like hill all the control or hill descent control. Yeah. You know, all, all that sort of stuff. I mean, how many Jeeps uh, have you seen on the trail that don't have any of that and wheel just fine? Yeah. Yeah, but so. how many of them uh, do you see with light show capabilities? Oh, jeez. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, they make controllers for that. There is an aftermarket uh, that can do all of this and more. But, uh, well, but that's, I dig- that's, that's what the Taser does. It does all that and more. Yeah. So it, and you just plug it in and do it from your steering wheel. Now, Tony, do you remember how much you paid for yours? Was it three twenty nine? Yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, you know, I look around. No, and that's, and that's the price it is for. That is it, way uh, over your price range, Tony. I know, but uh, it was either that or uh, drive back to the dealership when I changed tires or anything else I did to the to the Jeep. Now, I will say that uh, if you don't want the super feature packed version of the Taser Mini, they make a uh, um, a, a Taser Mini Light. That is a stripped-down version of this. Right, uh, does not have all of the uh, the the options and controls that this one does, and it comes with a substantially less price tag of around two hundred dollars. 
Um, so, you know, for, for, for quite a bit less, you can still get some of that, uh, of that stuff, you know, the important stuff like, you know, being able to, uh, to, to correct the speedometer and things like that. But, uh, you know, things like light show and winch mode, rock crawl, you know, things like that probably won't be in there. Nonetheless, if you want a Taser Mini for your own Jeep, uh, now that you must have one, well, we're going to make it easy for you to get one. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for episode 606. You can grab one for yourself. Yeah, as far as Jeeps uh, go, the, uh, it looks like the only Jeep that they make the Taser Mini for uh, is the, uh, the JL, which, uh, of course, includes the, uh, the JT. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go. You can only hear you. Uh oh. So you're actually getting the best part of the show, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, Join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or whoever the spokesperson was. <laughs> We're starting our own Zoom People podcast. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? So, uh, speaking of the Zoom meeting, on Wednesday, episode uh, 608, uh, we'll be doing a Q&A with Allison uh, Parliament. Josh? Duck, duck, jeep. <laughs> I was going to get a pronunciation on, on, on the last name there. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, yeah, I thought you said it, Allison par, par, Parliament. 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 Uh, Parliament is what I was thinking, but I didn't want to go there. Uh, yeah, creator of the Duck Duck Jeep, uh, and then on Thursday, episode six hundred nine, David Crystal of Inviticus, Inviticus, Invictus, 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 Greek. This is what happens when you don't, don't Invictus when we when I don't join the morning meetings. InvictusOffroad.com. You know, <clears throat> if you'd like to speak with Allison Duck Duck Jeep, please join our Zoom meeting on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. That's when we record it, release it on Wednesday. You can go to uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to sign up for our newsletter or get our email address for information on how to join the Zoom meeting. It's really simple. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Uh, so some sad news I found out the other day. I've been reworking some of my videos from the past two years, and I reworked the Mojave, the Mojave Road video that I did with Mike and Jay and Stacy and Bob the Jeep Dog. And when I posted it up, I found out from Stacy that Bob the Jeep Dog has passed away three months ago from bone oh. cancer. And I just want to give my condolences. The video is on YouTube, and I tried to interview Bob the Jeep Dog, but he's very shy. It was he's dogs are so amazing, and Jeep dogs are the best. And Stacy, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, with the upcoming Jeep Talk Show wheeling event in Texas, not too far away, I just wanted to throw a little reminder out there for everyone going. On episode 501 during Jeep Life, I shared the whys of campfire smoke following you around and how to stop it. A common myth is that smoke follows beauty. Mm-hmm. I like to believe that one because it always seems to follow me. Mm-hmm. But there is a science behind it, and I explained that on episode 501. Then on episode 503, I shared Jeep Mama's tips for getting rid of the campfire smoke. Just in case some of you guys don't want to get back on the plane, smelling like a campfire. Just thought maybe it might come in handy. Well, I know I've said this before on the show several times. Jeeps are meant to get dirty, but not stay dirty. There are lots of tips on 
cost saving cleaning techniques for your soft top. But you know, we spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on our Jeep. So when it comes to our soft tops, why not spend a couple extra bucks to buy the products made for keeping our soft tops clean and lasting longer? And take a few extra hours to make sure your Jeep is clean, especially that soft top. The three areas of the Jeep soft top you should concentrate on are the fabric, the windows, and the zippers. Most of us don't notice our soft tops until we can't see out the back windows or the zipper breaks or re-rip the canvas. Last winter, I got a crack in my rear vinyl window. I found a furniture upholsterer and was quoted a $250 to repair it. So I decided to go ahead and reach out to Best Top to see if I could buy a rear window replacement. I was pleasantly surprised at the price. I got the rear window for my specific soft top for only $100, which included shipping. So keeping your soft top clean and making frequent inspections is going to help prolong the life of it. Like I said, there are lots of tips out there on the internet, cost-saving cleaning techniques for the soft tops. Be careful before you do any of those. You're gonna, I would suggest spending just a couple extra bucks and buy the products made for keeping the soft tops clean and log lasting. There are several trusted brands out there you could use, Best Top, Rag Top, and Mopar. I've used the Best Top products on my Jeep and found they're simple and easy to use. They have cleaner, protected, and polisher. And when I can't get these products, I just use water because be chemicals on the soft top is not a good idea. I have found five other really good tips that are going to help increase the life of your soft top, which is one of the main reasons I love my Jeep so much, the ability to go topless. So number one, reduce the exposure to the elements by parking in the garage if you can even though we love the outdoors and the sun and the Jeep is the most rugged vehicle for the great outdoors, we need to still pamper our Jeeps to keep them lasting a long time. The sun causes the fabric to fade, the threads to fail, and our vinyl windows to crack, yellow, and fade. Spending quality time and hard work on your soft top can make it last plenty of years. Number two, never use bleach, detergents, ammonia, alcohol-based products, Stick with the product specifically made for the soft top. Clean it monthly and don't forget the inside. Now, if you don't want to buy those special products or you can't afford them for your Jeep soft top and vinyl windows, your safest option is simply warm water and maybe some mild dishwashing detergent. And don't forget to clean the zippers too. Regular old soap and water will keep the dirt from building up on your Jeep zippers as well. If you let the dirt and grime build up on your Jeep soft top, zippers, the vinyl, and the, and the, the fabric, it's going to ultimately lessen the life of your soft top. And you also want to avoid window cleaners like Windex and Formula 409, those types of things. They tend to dry out the plastic, which can eventually lead to cracking and discoloration. Number three, you hear this all the time. I know I do. People recommend using pledge spray polish on your vinyl windows for the Jeep. Not the lemon kind, just the regular kind. I would suggest you avoid this tip. I have heard over time it's going to turn your windows yellow. Number four, you hear this all the time on social media. Can I take my Jeep through the car wash? Well, first, if you have a lifted Jeep with bigger tires, some of the car washes are going to refuse you. That's happened to me. 
Those automatic car washes work, but it's not a good idea because the high pressure sprays and the rotating brushes are going to force into your vehicle and cause leaks. Taking your Jeep soft top through an automatic car wash could scratch the windows and even tear the seams. Plus, those chemicals can cause irreversible damage to the vinyl. Number five, zipper care. So, so important. Sometimes those zippers can be tough to zip on and off, and I have used a zipper lube in the past, but some people are now saying that the lubrication attracts the dirt and grime. A lot of Jeep owners I know carry a small bar of soap in their glove box and rub the bar of soap directly on the zipper itself. It will lubricate the zipper without attracting as much dirt and grime as the spray lubricants do. Another must for your zippers is zipper pulls for your Jeep's windows. This allows for easy grasping and pulling. There are several places online you can pur purchase paracord zipper pulls, or if you're crafty, you can make your own. A cool thing about this is you can make them in a color to match your accessory color. My purple paracord zipper pulls allow me to work the zipper with much easier ease now. Pampering your Jeep is so important. So if you're going to name your Jeep, you better take care of it. I have a couple of links in the show notes about soft top care and zipper care. You can check it out on my YouTube channel, JeepMama.com. And next week on Jeep Life with Jeep Mama, how to bring the life back into those faded plastic OEM Jeep fenders. I have tested out so many products and those homemade do-it-yourself remedies. I'll let you know what worked for me and what didn't. I think the neighborhood cats liked your peanut butter solution the best. Yeah, the squirrels did. It's interesting. I We don't have a soft top, so I don't know the struggles that you deal with with this, but it makes sense. I've seen them on the road where the windows look so faded or cracked, I guess you call it yellow, yeah. that you can't even see through. To me, that would be almost not dangerous, I suppose. So I really appreciated kind of learning a little bit today about that of what you would do to take care of it. So thank you. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you notice a radically different um, fade and, uh, I guess, just general look uh, whenever you replace that one panel? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, that would be the, <laughs> the downside uh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was huge. And actually, when I got my trade of the Sahara for the Rubicon, um, when I got the Rubicon home, and I think I talked about this on the Jeep Talk Show, it was like there's these little splotches little circles they were actually perfectly circled all in that back window and i was like what in the world and the the guys at the dealer said oh this happens all the time just set it out in the sun and let those vinyl windows heat up and eventually all those little circles or spots or whatever will disappear and i set them out in the sun a couple of times and they got a little less faded but it took quite a while for them to finally go away. So, And it wasn't hard water spots. No, it was. Apparently, it happens to the windows. Um, they huh. uh, it's some something to do. I don't know. That's what the, that's what they claimed anyway. It, it's so, um, they they would see it all the time. Well, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories, so contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com/contact to find out how. You may have heard us talking about the Jeep Talk Show newsletter here on the show before, but have you actually checked it out yet? You haven't? Well, now's the time. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com contact. 
You're going to find a link to click and sign up for it, and you're going to get a ton of great information about the show. What's coming up, who we're interviewing, what we're giving away, and when. You want to have the best chance of winning something? It's all through the newsletter. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper. Until our next show, be sure that you're following the Jeep Talk Show so you don't miss out on our regular giveaways. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. If a cow is literally a measurable amount more aerodynamic than a Jeep Wrangler, does that mean if I strap a cow to the front of a Jeep that it will get better gas mileage? I'm just asking for a friend. I think it would. I think I think so. You're onto something there. Yeah, we could ask Chuck to find out. I was going to say. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Podcasting since 2010.